The following sermon is from Evangel Temple Youth Ministries. For more information about how you can get involved, please visit etchurch.org forward slash youth. So I'm sure you're all wondering, uh, <clears throat> yes, I did get a haircut. I did get one. It was probably about a week ago. You didn't see me last week. You didn't see Lizzie or I last week. We missed you very much. We actually came here because we heard uh, Eli singing, and so we were like, oh, service is still in, and so we then came, and that was the end of it. We then said hi to a lot of you, and then that was about it. Um, yeah, so I'm Santa Claus. Uh, as you can tell, I love to dress like this all the time. This is a regular for me. You can ask Lizzie. She'll shake her head yes. Um, uh, and uh, this, I'm dressed like this because I have the privilege of talking to you about the Christmas story. I know, I know, we're almost too late um, to tell it, but we're there. We're there. It's tradition in my household to tell the Christmas story. Um, the reason why I get to tell you the Christmas story is because uh, Isaac has blessed me with the opportunity of speaking to you uh, this certain passage in the Apostles' Creed. And so, if we could please have the Creed brought up to the uh, brought up. Uh, as you can see, um, this is what it is, and we're going to read it real quick. We're going to read the whole thing. Um, and here we go, if you'll say it with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 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 Now, I am from Indiana. And so I say amen. It's okay to say amen. Um, I disregard all of language arts in that sense. Um, I'm terrible at English, so I say amen. Anyways, um, so I have the privilege of speaking to you about who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Um, so approaching this, I was like, where is the best part of all of the Bible, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure where that is, okay? But I said Christmas was the best part in this time. So uh, Christmas, uh, we're going to go to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. If everyone can go there for me, please and thank you. And so far, um, up in this creed, we've been talking about all the, the other sections of it. Uh, Isaac's been doing a wonderful job. Uh, but now in this part, we're talking about mainly um, the Holy Spirit and Mary and the meaning of that. So going into the text, uh, verse 26, if you are there, please say Christmas. Mm, bro, you're messing up, man. Um, no, not yet. Not yet. Um, so let's read. Can I have everyone stand up for this, please? So we read the word. Luke 1, verse 26. It's quite a mouthful. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel of Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to the Son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the, ol- the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, <clears throat> for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. You may be seated. So um, everyone probably hears this around the same time, Christmas time. That is why I'm dressed like Santa Claus. And, uh, but let's, let's try to understand this text a little bit. Um, so the Hebrews, they, they've all been scattered. They've been kind of brought back. Um, they're under Roman rule. Um, and so what we're understanding um, is that uh, Mary is from what we understand from the other books is that she's at this water. She's at this water. And the angel Gabriel sent to her and, you know, tells her the, the news that she's going to be pregnant um, by the Holy Spirit um, and not by a man. So uh, let's understand this, why this is such a big deal. And to understand this correctly, we have to go back all the way to Genesis. This is the only way that we'll completely understand why God is doing this. And so uh, we're chapter one, chapter two, you know, the creation story, you know, all that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into that very much. But uh, in chapter three, um, it's the fall. And so we understand um, Adam and Eve eat of the fruit, um, eat the fruit. Um, they get in trouble. They find themselves being naked. Um, and then God closes, clothes them. And then um, he goes on to kind of spout curses um, at the serpent and then, um, and then Eve. And what he says to the serpent is um, why we're having this story now with Mary. And you're probably like, whoa, how? Here's why. Um, he's going on a curse. He says, you'll crawl on your belly, eat the dust in all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offsprings and hers. And he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Um, so I don't know if some of you have heard this idea, is that this, this is Jesus that he's talking about coming to Mary as Mary is a virgin, conceived of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the word enmity, I didn't know what that, meant, what that word meant for, for a long time, but that, that's like a, a strong difference between the two. He's going to set apart, really. Uh, he's going to have an opposition against the serpent. That's what he's saying. And so this is Jesus be conceived of the Holy Spirit in Mary. And that's why this is happening, which is great news because that means that we get saved, that he defeats the serpent, that he defeats the sin in our life. And that, that's kind of the idea of uh, why, why this ha- is happening. Um, and so God sent the child to ultimately save us and to defeat the sin and the serpent. And so uh, that, that, that brings uh, me to the next point. Um, and this is kind of understanding um, from our point of view, um, 
because of this, God is sending Jesus, who is 100% God and 100% human. Um, it's a weird concept. I really don't know how to describe it. Um, it's very hard to describe, but we know uh, uh, as Christians and as the church, we say that God, Jesus came down, or excuse me, God came down in Jesus, in the form of Jesus, where Jesus was both human and both God at the same time, 100%. And uh, we, uh, all of us evangel, crew evangel university, uh, we just went through a seminar where our chapel, um, where this guy came to speak about how Hollywood was messing up Jesus. They could not show Jesus correctly. It was either God, Jesus was portrayed as to God, like he was just saying he was just God and how he was robotic and how he answered things, which is not really how God was, but he was just to God. Or he was too human and he was weak and he couldn't do all the things that he said he could, which is completely wrong. We can't understand Jesus as that. And so once we grasp the fact that Jesus was 100% God, 100% human, we can take that and we can make it and say, hey, he has the power to save me. He has the power to deal with what I have. He also has the knowledge of a human being. And so he, which God is all knowledgeable, all knowing, but he came down and he understood the temptations we had. He took on the temptations we had and he defeated them. And then he later sacrificed himself and you all know how it ends up. And, you know, he, he comes and saves us all, which is awesome. That's good news which Mary probably didn't know yet all of what was about to happen, but she understood that this is what was happening. And, and, and so she had like God in her belly that the Holy Spirit conceived, and that was his son. That's super crazy to me, and it's hard to wrap my mind around it. Um, but understanding that, and understanding that this is God's decree, this is God's first covenant, um, that he is coming to strike the serpent's head, uh, we can understand and know that God is one who works in the mess, who works in the human mess. We are in a fallen world today um, where Jesus has come and he saved us all. We have the opportunity to come and serve under his kingdom and, and, and that. But um, Jesus had to come to this fallen world to save us. And that's, that's our understanding. Um, and so God is initiating this action of, of um saving us. This is the whole whole purpose of Jesus coming down and the virgin being set apart um, from all sin, all, all, all evil like that. Um, and because he can come in here and he works in the mess through Jesus, we can set ourselves apart from the rest of this world. Um, uh, so one of my professors, um, his name is Dr. Jaffe, and he is the bomb.com. He literally is. And he came in and he talked about um, what God sees because of Jesus. And um, what he did is he, he took this, this marker pen. I'm going to use a piece of paper. Crushed in his hand. This is us, that piece of paper. That's us. What Jesus did because he died for us was cover us. And that's what God sees now. He sees Jesus. This is the sacrifice. This is the blood of the lamb. This is what God needed for us to be able to come to the kingdom to, to worship him. This is what he, he needed for us to come to the kingdom. He wants our hearts. He wants our worship. And once we give our hearts to Jesus, this is what happens. He covers us. 
It's a legal term. And then because of this, we can have the power to move on. We can have the power to go on. And, and that's, that's what we're looking for. And that's what we should be searching for as a youth. Together, we're growing closer to him. We're working towards him. But understanding that Jesus, because he came in the way that he did and defeated sin for us, he covered it. And so um, this moves on um, to my next point, how Jesus is set apart um, and how he's in the mess. And uh, David, I think, says it really best when he's describing God and uh, working in the mess. Any simple Psalm 40. Um, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set me, my feet on a rock, and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Now, how many of you, when you, you feel like you just did wrong? I can tell you, I, I, I feel like this all the time. Like maybe, maybe I said a, a little white lie. Maybe I yelled at someone. Maybe I, maybe I got gossiped about someone. I just feel gross, absolutely disgusting. Like, how can I call myself a Christian because of this? That's the kind of idea that I, is, that, that I have when David is talking about this, how we're in the murk and the mire is that God is setting us up and giving us the power to do more than what we have just done. And he also forgave us, which is the awesome part about all of it. So I wonder how, much, how many of us consider ourselves to be in the murk and the mire now and to be so in-depth and, and, and deep into it that we feel like we can't escape from it. But because of God's first covenant and the, 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 the promise that he made to us and the work that he has done now, we, we can know that that's what he's done. <clears throat> and so, um, as you can tell, um, this is not a very long sermon whatsoever. Um, I am wearing a Santa Claus outfit. And it's really hot. <laughs> but that's not why I'm closing it so soon. Um, I'm going to have you all stand again. Um, and I'm going to read the song that Mary um, sang after she visited Elizabeth. Now, what you just got to understand about the song is that she finally, it's kind of like her final understanding that Jesus is happening. So this is the understanding that we have to have in our hearts when Jesus is happening in us. It says that our womb kicked. It's the, the kind of idea that we're having. You, you guys ever felt a baby? Ever felt or seen like a baby move in a stomach? That's the kind of idea that you're having. That she felt the baby that was promised which is weird. This is so strange because it's unheard of, literally unheard of. Mythology doesn't even talk about a baby being born without any man. Like it has to be man and woman. There's no way that it can happen. Mythology doesn't even talk about it. And she's coming from the, it's coming from the womb of Mary. Jesus is. God has done something completely new. And he's done it once before in Isaiah, but what he's talking about here is he sent himself. And so this is Mary's realization. 
Verse 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will be called blessed. All generations will be called blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with the good things, but has set, sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. How many of us are singing that song? Understanding that Jesus is within us, in our hearts. It said the word is impressed in our hearts. That's what God wanted. And how many of us are in the murky depths and we're waiting to sing the song of David. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter. I, uh, I was watching the show, and they'd come to the realization, um, the parents had just split. It was, it's a comedy. The parents had just split, and the daughter is getting ready to run away because she was blaming herself. And the son, he, he comes up to her room as she's packing up, and he goes... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and she's like, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, you know, life can throw you a whole bunch of stuff, but it's still life. And, you know, how many of us are being thrown a whole bunch of junk, a bunch of junk? And uh, we're wanting, we're wanting to be found in God. We're wanting to be found in Jesus. We're wanting to be found in the love that he has for us, the power that he has for us, the stuff that he's willing to gift through us through his Holy Spirit. And yet, we haven't felt the bump yet. And we're saying it just doesn't matter. And um, just like the Christmas story and sending his gift down, um, he wants to do that whether it be tonight, whether it be later in life. Um, so uh, some of you heard my story a long time ago. Uh, my parents are split. That was the basis of it. That, that was the basis of my problems. And I pray 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 for, for some miracle to happen that my parents will make up. Just be friends. I prayed and I prayed and prayed. I've been praying that my whole life. Yet to happen. And you know what? I'm still going to pray it. I don't pray in full faith that it's going to happen. And I'll set dates of when it's going to happen that I know Jesus is going to do it. Maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. You know what? In that sense, God's going to be there. God's going to respond. And it's going to be awesome. And I want you to understand that if you're still in that murk like I am where I want my parents to be friends, just to be friends. You know what? I, I want to pray with you. I really do. I know it's terrible. It hurts. Um, I've been through it, um, and I want to pray with you. Um, and there's a bunch of people here that want to pray with you. 
Maybe you're singing the song and you want to sing praise. Come, come up close to the front. Be a little bit more encouraged towards God. Because you understand that he has set you up, that you are ready to go forward. Or maybe you're just like, I'm in the murk of mire and I don't know what to do. There are people here who want to help you. They want to love on you. They want to make sure that you're okay. And they want to help you be okay. So with that, um, I'm going to pray. And the worship team is going to pour their hearts out before God. And I hope you follow them. Dear Heavenly Father, um, I thank you uh, for this Christmas message. For the opportunity to know uh, the reason why you came. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to wear this Santa Claus costume up here. God, um, I pray this because I know in full joy that you are here with me and here with these students. I pray that the ones that are set up, set up and they recognize that, like David did in Psalm 40, I pray that they seek after you and they sing a new song to you tonight. And for the ones in the murk and mire, for the ones that are praying to be released from where they're at, God, I pray that you meet them here and now in the name of Jesus. That your heart would just pour on them. That you use the leaders here. That you use the friends here in any way that you see fit. And God, that we feel your bump, God. That we feel your kick in our lives, Lord God. That we feel and recognize that you are here with us, Emmanuel. Jesus, be with us. Speak life with us as we go into your presence, God. In Jesus' name I pray. We hope you enjoyed this sermon. If you're not already a part of the ET family, we invite you to join us on Wednesday nights. For more information, visit etchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.